0: hey man is that the garage rock show podcast yeah man well turn it up
1: man this is the garage rock show podcast to those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription thank you if you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the garage rock show to become a monthly supporter And make sure to check us out online at TheGarageRockShow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash GarageRockShowPodcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. Thanks for joining us.
2: What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? LJ,
1: good to have you back, man. And good evening to you. And Charles, once again, what's going on? What, <laughs> <laughs> deep Episode number 80 for you guys, Friday, October 4th. Uh, 80th episode. That's pretty cool. Yes. Wow, uh, 80 already? Yeah. 80. Check woop, it out. Woop. Golf clap for sure. Nice. Uh, this uh, we don't have any giveaways this week. We just did our giveaway for uh, AfterShock, uh, but we'll have a giveaway for you guys next week. But this week's highlights include on this episode, R.I.P. Unfortunately, to Kim Shattuck, the guitarist of the Muffs, she just yeah. recently passed away. Uh, worldwide concert announced by Global Citizens. Metallica's James Hetfield is entering rehab. Hi-oh. Foo Fighters uh-huh, yeah. announcing a new album and share a new live EP. Nirvana's MTV Unplugged gets a 25th anniversary release. New music coming from the Hendrix estate. Some unreleased Jimi Hendrix stuff. Oh yes, and more. So uh, and also some new albums out today. Hey, is is um
3: is Hetfield is James Hetfield going to rehab or rehab? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Hey, who won the VIP aftershock? Uh,
1: someone, someone uh, good friend. Um, actually. Sweet. Uh, Charles and his son. Actually, Aww. I I awarded them because honestly, you know, I don't know what it was. We didn't get any entries, so uh, I wanted to make sure that Charles and his son uh, Lalo, Lalo. Uh, going to get the VIP experience because you guys are great contributors Shows- to the podcast. Yes. So uh, those are good guys. In all honesty, I wanted to hook you guys up. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: awesome! It's and, so sweet. And Charles and Chris will be out there doing media. Hell Yeah, yeah. we're going be- to work on uploading um, those interviews as they. Happen each day, well, right? Each is that day, what we're gonna
1: work on? What I'm gonna try and do is each day I'll try and upload an episode at the end of the day, and it'll be oh yeah, you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we'll you know our aftershock experiences, and we can kind of talk about it and record some stuff, yeah. And uh, what what music we liked, what you know what sets we liked of the day, yeah. We're gonna have some interviews. I got about seven interviews, seven different bands, artists oh, uh, already lined up. Maybe even. Uh, close to ten when we're done. Awesome! I, I totally so I emailed
2: Tool. You know, just threw it out there. I did. I actually yeah.
1: talked to Tool's uh, manager or whatever their um, publicist, and I was like, and she's like, no, they're not doing anything. And they I never was like, do. I yeah. I was like, hey, you know, I had to try. She's like, I do the same thing. So yeah, for, that's cool. She, you know, it's funny. That's uh, it's but sweet.
2: Maynard always goes in disguise in the crowd. We
1: did see him one time in at Coachella, a, at Coachella like yeah. 2014 or 2013, whenever. A perfect circle was there. I'm looking up on that line up there. Uh, or it was Pussifer. Was it Pussifer? He was
2: standing right next to us and we did not I know Puthifer, even know it.
1: He he was in a jumpsuit though. He was, he was in, in an, an, orange, an orange with prison a blonde jumpsuit wig. with a wig on. And we saw this guy in the VIP area like, who the fuck is this guy walking around in this fucking orange jumpsuit <laughs> oh, and a wig? And he was, was like watching the band and like walking around he with sunglasses on. He was watching
2: Dropkick Murphys with us. Yeah, we were watching Dropkick
1: <laughs> no Murphys. Way. Yeah. Right. And it was Maynard. We saw later uh, the Pussifer set and we're like, holy shit, that guy walking around oh was, was fucking Maynard. And he, that was him. And he was in the VIP area just hanging out. So. I'd probably pee my pants. It was pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, I um,
3: I did. Chris <laughs> tell you what? The, like, since I'll be kind of helping with this process, did he tell you what my my go to interview question is going to be? No. He oh, didn't. I I can't wait to ask this. So, you know, Chris is going to ask like all these really pertinent questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like, you know, maybe Chris <laughs> is going to go say, Charles, do you do you have anything else you'd like to ask him? And I I'm going to say sure. And then I'm just going to go. How do you live with yourself? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I love it. And just see what happens. They're gonna how, love you know, it. W-
1: how do you literally wake up in the morning and look <laughs> yourself in the mirror? <laughs> look brutal. yourself in the mirror. How do you do that? You're going to you have live some. With I can smell your <laughs> breath from here. You're going to have some deep reflections. <laughs> you're going to get some you know, deep
3: reflections. something like that. Don't worry, all you bands, because I know you're listening to the podcast right now. I won't <laughs> ask that question. <laughs> Maybe.
2: I would I would have loved it if you would have asked that question to the lead singer of GWAR last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Team. That Dude, guy, yeah. Was you, you like, nice guy, yeah. That been been like, a cool said, well, such a
1: genuinely cool nice guy, though. That was a cool interview. Well,
2: you know, um, I wake up every morning in <laughs> yeah. his costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me take
1: it Oh, shit. All right. Let's move on. New albums out this week uh, from Alexa Rose, Angel Olsen, Blood Orange. Boris Danny Brown's got a new one out. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard anything about that, LJ? I've just seen him promo, and I haven't heard any
0: anything from it, though.
1: Uh, the album name is kind of funny. It's all one word. It says, you know what I'm saying with the upside down question mark. Yeah. But uh, that
0: Blood Orange looks nice, though. Hey, uh, a-
1: yeah, and, some and we were just talking about Dive. Look at they got a new album out yeah, today. Yeah, I was
2: telling you oh, that cool. I saw them on Instagram with their new album. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I followed them on Instagram. So that, that, Instagram w- pay me. That's one of our favorite kind of
1: lo-fi, um, like newer bands that's uh, doing a cool sound. You should yeah. check them out. D-I-I-V, uh, Dive. Nice. Um, also, Gate Creeper, those, that's some cool uh, heavy metal right there. Gate Creeper. Oh, yeah, that's a metal name. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a cool It's a cool name. They have a new album out. Um, Lightning Dust, Kelsey Walden, Mika, North Mississippi All-Stars. i actually seen them oh, live. Cool. Those guys are pretty cool. Uh, they got a cool, obviously, southern rock kind of sound. Those guys are really cool. Uh, Sky Diggers, That Dog, The Menzingers. I know Craig's a fan, uh, or Frank Craig's a big fan of that group. Uh Wilco's got a new album out that's interesting, City and in Color and Casey and Clayton all mm. new music out all today. All right. Nice. Unfortunately, we got to kick off our news this week in the rock world with an in memoriam Kim Shattuck, Um an enduring presence in the LA punk scene dead at 56 oh, Kim Shaddock. Yeah, she was the guitarist and sing- singer, singer a songwriter of the Muffs, uh the Pandoras and the Coolies. Uh, She died Wednesday after a two-year battle with ALS, as confirmed to NPR by Omnivore Recordings Mm co-founder Cheryl Uh, Pawleski. She was only 56. Um, They had the official statement out. um, Apparently, Kim was battling ALS. She produced their last album, and they said that she, quote, oversaw every part of the record from tracking to artwork. She was our best friend, and playing her songs was an honor. Goodbye, Kimba. We love you more than we uh, could ever say, end quote. Um, you know, she, she, she really um, put in the work back in the day. She ended up uh, guesting on songs by NoFX, Bowling for Soup, Fastbacks, Mr. T Experiences, uh, the, the Dolly Rots. She let her uh, join the Pixies as the bassist for the 2013 tour following the departure of Kim Deal, but was dismissed after five months. Um, And then she recently teamed up with Melanie Vammon to start the Coolies. They just released their debut uh, EP in July with all profits going to ALS. And she said why, you know, they asked her, why are you donating to that? She said, quote, sadly, it runs in my damn family. And that disease is a mystery to just about every scientist. We're definitely interested in finding a cure for ALS. Cure it already. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what she ended up passing away from. So kind of crazy, right? Yeah, that's sad. Um, so, all right. Well, let's move on to some rock news this week. Looks like there's going to be a new worldwide concert benefit thing. That's going. It's like a live aid style concert. That's going to be produced by Global Citizen for ALS. Yeah. Well, no. Um, Damn it's, you! It's apparently for another good cause. We'll get to that. But uh, looks like Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be there. Muse, Coldplay, Eddie Vedder. Uh, oh. a lot of people are confirmed uh, already so the old gang of hipsters are getting back together well, and then we got guys like Ozzy there too oh, Billie, okay. Billie Eilish, Metallica Cindy Lauper, Janelle Monet, Lizzo, Miley Cyrus uh, Alicia Keys, Pharrell Williams Usher, Hugh Jackman Idris Elba all those people. Oh, uh, Trevor Noah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. He's going to be part of it. Maybe doing some you, comedy. You know, I know
3: she's really, really, really popular right now, and she's a lot of pop right now. But I, I like Billie Eilish's style. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a. Did real you hip see style. the
1: performances on Saturday Night Live? I by did. Chance? Yeah. I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. She's she's got a dope little sound, and it's kind of, it's a kind of a, a goth pop, almost. Goth Pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's real interesting. That's
1: a good kind of way of putting it. Speaking of SNL, I haven't seen any of the,
0: any of the season this year. This Me neither. Year. Have you guys seen any? It
1: just had the season premiere um, this past Saturday. Okay. And I think the the next episode's coming up this, well, by the time you guys are hearing it tomorrow, so. You know what? I think the Billie Eilish performance I saw
3: was on SNL. I think it was on, um, she's wearing like an orange suit in it. I think it might have been on like a Jimmy Kimmel or something.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she also did Coachella. This oh year. yeah She did Coachella this yeah. year
3: She's like 18 years old I mean she's got like the
1: The world in front of her
3: mm-hmm. The world's ahead of her
1: uh, So that concert's called The Global, Global Goal Live The Possible Dream It'll be live in New York Nigeria, Europe, Asia And Latin America Oh, It's gonna simultaneously oh, wow. have this concert To raise um, stuff for the United Nations Global Goals A Roadmap to End Extreme Poverty And Reduce Inequality by 2030
3: Oh, okay. That's cool. (coughs) We're going to bring in a lot of money from that, with that lineup.
1: Yeah. So, it's all for a good cause, and that stuff's kind of cool. I like that. Um, So, all right. Unfortunately, some other kind of bad news, but good news in a way. Metallica's James Hetfield entering rehab and, unfortunately, have to cancel their entire tour for Australia and New Zealand. Uh, They had this big, long letter. They said, basically, no, quote, as most of you probably know, our brother James has been struggling with addiction on and off for many years now. He has, unfortunately, had to enter a rehab treatment program to work on his recovery again. So, uh, all tickets purchased to Australia and New Zealand will be refunded, but uh, kind of a bummer. But also, you know, he's had trouble. I don't know if you guys ever saw that documentary. Oh, uh, yeah. Some kind of monster. Oh, yeah. Where it kind of showed all... All that stuff, yeah, and, yeah. Could, and that was very present then too. So it looks like it's another demon that's kind of coming back. And yeah, he, do you think? Do you think it's from them hitting the road now a lot, and he's like just falling back into that same old could be hitting yeah. the road kind of mentality? Or do you think it's just something that's maybe been in his personal home
0: situation? You know, yeah, that he could be doing it. Could be there could be triggers there from from working and you know pulling back to. This is stuff that that they were doing when they were 18 years old, you know. Right. But you got to look at it as that's just his demon that he's been dealing with, whether he's at home chilling with the family or on tour or wherever. That's just kind of that monkey on his back. So he's probably always going to be dealing with that. But it's the best thing is that he's getting the help that he needs and admitting it, you know. Oh, yeah. That's
1: that's half the battle right there and the first biggest step. So good luck to you, James, and, uh, you know, everybody else out there that's battling alcohol or any kind of addiction. You know, if it's fucking up your life and it's ruining your relationship with your family and friends, it's time to reevaluate it. You know, yep. we can all like do our own thing and like have our vices in life, you know, but when it starts affecting our job, our family, our friends in a negative way, that's when we got to look at it and reevaluate the yeah. Situation, right? Yeah, well said.
0: You gotta know when the party's over for sure.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, be free to do what you want until it gets to that point. You know, yeah. that's the way I kind of look at it. Just have fun and be safe. Yeah, um, my
3: only vice is crack cocaine. That's not <laughs> bad. <laughs> ah, it's well, you know. Yeah, that's chill. Yeah, every couple. It's chill. Yeah, yeah every, it's, cu- it's not, chill. Yeah, yeah, every couple chill, of minutes. Right? It was like every couple of seconds. Now it's every couple of minutes. So I've cut
1: back. Yeah, that's good. Quite all right. A bit. Well, all right. That's good. Uh, let's move on. Some Foo Fighters uh, news. They're sharing another EP. We were just talking about the damn Area 51. Oh, yeah. It seems like they're doing one every week now. Right. And uh, it's five new songs, some live cuts, demos, and uh, Foo Fighter numbers can be found now on most streaming services. Uh, apparently, they're going to be releasing a new album, too, because at Rockin' Rio Festival, he said on the stage, quote, we go home next week and we start making a new Foo Fighters record, and then added, it's good, it's good. He also assured the audience that the Foo Fighters will be back to Rio. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so they're gonna be doing a new album next year. They seem pretty busy. They are always that's kind of no surprise yeah. to me. They're one yeah. of those bands that they're always coming out with new music Con- constant. It's I'm... almost to a point with them where it's like enough, uh, you know, like it's almost like you guys need to take a break for maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just put all this live stuff out, and I was thinking, okay, maybe it's gonna be another year or two. Yeah, for a new, uh, you know, they're putting out this live stuff. Wait a
3: while and come out with something truly remarkable. Yeah, like, like I yeah. think
1: it's a better thing to kind of wait a couple years instead of putting something out for the sake of putting it out, you know. But who knows? I mean, maybe they're in some kind of weird record contract and yeah. they
0: feel the pressure to do that now. Yeah, there might be like where they, they might have a goal set or where they need to put out a certain amount of content of some, yep. kind, some kind. Very true
1: do you have low energy fatigue a case of the moon days do you feel stranded alone and lost in the
3: bleak void of primitive human existence longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family ball jack's the key made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true ball jack champion 300 cc's of caffeine stacked 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba helping to stimulate the brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking Ball Jack. <laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball Jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Busta Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> Grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some ball jack. Right in the ball jack. (laughs) Available at participating local motels. Copyright com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming.
1: (laughs) Come on, Nancy. No,
2: no. (laughs) See, Uh, she's
1: she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even properly put to words. Charles, just listen to the non forced consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? (laughs) James, just playing James. James is jacked out of his mind right
2: now
3: too. He can't even put it into words either.
1: (laughs) Ball Jack guaranteed little to
3: no teeth (laughs) loss.
1: Uh, speaking of new content, Queens of the Stone Age frontman Josh Homea announcing the new Desert Sessions uh, release, which nice. is going to be called Volumes 1, uh, 11 and 12, coming out <laughs> October 25th. Um, so what does it say? Both volumes were recorded in a six-day span in December 2018 with Royal Blood singer-guitarist Mike Kerr, Primus uh, band leader Les Claypool, ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons. Scissor Sisters frontman Jake Shears and more, so um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I mean, just Les Claypool alone, that's pretty dope. Uh, And it's gonna coming coming out October twenty fifth, so look out for that one. Red Hot Chili Peppers Josh Klinghoffer, their new guitarist, young guy, is doing his first solo album, which is gonna be uh, under the name Plural One. Um, I guess it's all one word, no space, plural, plural one. Oh. Uh, bassist Flea is on there. Drummer Jack Irons, which is a good drummer, used to play with uh, Les Claypool, actually in the Fearless Frog Brigade that he had for a while.
3: I feel like he spent too much time <clears throat> coming up with the name. Plural One. Yeah, I, I feel like that <laughs> took him like months and it then finally he said it. And,
1: um, But dude, Eric Avery is a great bass player. He was the original Jay's, Jane's Addiction bass player. And he's on this project with Flea and Jack Irons, um, which is kind of cool. That's that's some good company to be in. They're definitely giving him some some love on that. Um, nice. And it sounds interesting to me, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Josh Klinghoffer, but I don't know too much about him, to be honest, like maybe most of most of us out there. No. He's a newer guitarist, and we'll have to see what his solo stuff's all about. So It's on different formats and all kinds of vinyl stuff, so check it out. Um, all right, unplugged in New York is getting an official release for the 25th anniversary edition and it's going to be re- reissued on vinyl for the first time, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're gonna have a limited edition colored vinyl available only at nirvana.com. Um, they're gonna have a DVD uh, you know that's that's already been you know released but apparently it's going to be remastered um, and it's coming out November 1st so check that out. And also, speaking of some archival footage that's uh, getting a a re-release, but also unreleased stuff coming out from Jimi Hendrix. It's the Band of Gypsies collection. It's a 5-CD, 8-LP set. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's called Songs for the Groovy Children, the Fillmore East Concerts, featuring over two dozen tracks that have either never been before released commercially or have been newly remixed. Wow. Um, pretty cool. A
3: five CD. Oh, my
1: God. That's nuts. With bassist Billy Cox, drummer Buddy Miles, they do all the hits and some more like um, different covers and some cool stuff. So check that out. Also, there's a, a tour going on, the Expend, Experience Hendrix Tour with uh, Joe Satriani, Taj Mahal, Dweezil Zappa johnny lang eric johnson and more and the original band of gypsies bassist billy cox no doubt he's in the band as well oregon oakland reno davis all a bunch of california dates then we got arizona colorado oklahoma texas uh all in the next couple weeks in october so check that out if you guys are interested that sounds really cool also happening this weekend uh, for free, if you want to see Robert Plant, he's going to be in San Francisco on Saturday, October fifth, part oh, of Hardly yeah, Strictly right. yeah. Bluegrass Festival, and you can go and check him out for free. So, are you guys going to that? No, I wish we could make it this year. We got aftershock next weekend, so yeah. we're kind of all in on that this year uh, with the hotel and the travel expenses uh, for that. So that seems like something Surge would go to, though. Yeah, I think he might. Have. He went to it last year, and we just haven't been to Hardly Strictly. In a couple years since we've been doing Aftershock, because Aftershock, we got to get the hotel and do all that. With uh, hardly strictly, you got to do the same thing. The hotel prices in San Francisco that weekend are insane. Yeah. And it's just tough to go there up and back because we like to be safe. We don't like to drink and drive and hit the freeway and all that. So uh, that's responsible. We want to stay the night, but it just, it's expensive, you know? Yeah. The only drug that I use while I'm driving is crack cocaine. (laughs) Well, that'll get you there faster. Whether that's true or not, you'll think that. <laughs> uh, he, and speaking of Robert Plant, he's got new uh, vinyl singles box set coming out. It's called Digging Deep, and it's all his B-sides and 7-inch singles on his solo 16 solo different hits, uh, which is kind of cool. He's got, like, you know, he had some all right tracks when he went solo. Yeah. And this is, you know, something for the collectors. Um, but pretty cool stuff. Uh, check that out. That's coming out. System of a Down announcing Ooh. European Tour. Um,
0: all the members are there. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's pretty sick. Just like last year at AfterShock, they had System of a Down. That was a pretty amazing performance. I gotta say, that was probably the most excited and amped up crowd I've I've seen at a show. Oh yeah, in in quite some time, maybe ever.
3: You know, I saw them in um, in 1998 in in Sacramento. Yeah, and even like then, it was. Crazy! I've never seen like a a whole like giant stadium full of like thousands of people all bouncing. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> That's what it was you know, like. It was their yeah. release album. It was like everyone was just bouncing, bouncing the whole time. It was crazy. I saw oh, them with vibe. Mr. Bungle. It was nuts. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was nuts. Mr. Bungle, night, Mr. Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle's
1: on tour again coming up in January. Oh, yeah. They're doing their first album uh, front to back with like Dave Lombardo on the drums from Slayer. And- wow. Uh, yeah, some pretty cool shit, but they're all sold out, the shows. I tried to get tickets and it was uh, uh, out of luck for me. But Yeah, uh, la-
3: last year was the only Aftershock I didn't go to in the past, like, six years because uh, I had some babies.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, that take that that definitely takes importance over that stuff. Yeah. Um. All right, check it out. William, William Patrick Corgan <laughs> doing some solo shows. Taylor Swift's dad? That's right. Nice. Uh, doing some solo shows. In L.A. coming up the first week in November, Oklahoma, Kansas City, or no, Lawrence, Kansas, um, New York, and more. Um, He's going to be playing songs from Smashing Pumpkins and Zwan, which Zwan, who the fuck wants to hear that? Yeah. That was horrible. (laughs) Let's be honest, you know. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins stuff, of course, you know, he'll probably do like Disarm or like Today or something, one or two songs, but it's probably going to be mostly his solo stuff. Yeah. Low-key acoustic performances, you know. Um, but if you're into it, check it out. Well, you know? you know what he does, right? He goes out on stage and he reenacts
3: the entire 1930s Nosferatu <laughs> movie like without any sound. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I've heard. Um, yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe
1: uh, tell our listeners about one of those uh, performances real
3: quick. Oh, it was great. I actually saw it just recently. I went up to San Francisco and, uh, and right off the bat, Billy Corgan steps out onto the stage and it's just he's just gaunt and and pale and he's just and it's just covered in and one, you know, basically like a big long black dress. And his arms come out, and you would think that they use makeup or whatever or like prosthetics to make his fingers like look long like that, but his fingers are just naturally long. I think Billy Corrigan has like a Guinness World book of records for the longest fingers. I think they're like about ten inches piece. That
1: could be true. Yeah,
3: but he comes out and he does like this hiss at the audience, but it's weird <laughs> because the hiss lasts. For, like, seven minutes straight. And for the entire time, you're just sitting there uncomfortably watching Billy Corgan as he hisses and his hands are held out. And then the rest of it, it is just reenacting the the, the original Nosferatu movie without any other actors, which is really weird. Well, go figure. Yeah, go figure. But... You know, it. I found we found out later that the entire audience was doused with LSD. Oh, yeah! They, well. they, they gave out free cookies and everyone <laughs> There you ate go. Them that explains like, it. Yeah. So it was you know, all
1: it was all part of the merry pranksters. Yeah,
3: it's possible that none of this even happened. But I did go see him, <laughs> and he was dressed like Nosferatu. when I did see
1: seriously though when I did see Smash Pumpkins, one of the longest shows I ever seen over three hours at the Santa Cruz oh, Civic geez. Auditorium. It was crazy. We got yeah. up and left at the end. We're like, I was. We were thinking of is there a, another <laughs> song we want to hear? And we're like, no. I can't think he's done them all. Let's just go, you know? Yeah. Uh, crazy, anyway. All right. <laughs> Dolly's joining us for the trivia. On this day in music history trivia, guys, October 4th, 1970. Go all the way Ooh, back to 1970. Nice. Unfortunately, it's a bad one here. The artist was found dead at the age of 27. These are all three members of the 27 Club mm. after a heroin overdose. Was it A, Jimi Hendrix, B, Jim Morrison, or C, Janis Joplin?
0: B, Jim
1: Morrison. Jim Morrison? Okay, LJ says it right off the bat. What do you guys think?
3: Huh, well... Uh,
1: All three he, of these guys die within two years of each other.
3: Well, there's one particular person that's left off this list, and he was part of the 27 <laughs> Club, but he came back to life <laughs> shortly after.
1: And David Crosby? Coke-fueled David Crosby. <laughs> just
3: full of full of cocaine.
1: Do you, remember, it, it, do you remember that story about how he, when he was 27, how he overdosed that night? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, October 4th in 1970. Was it the same
1: day? Wow. Oh. <laughs>
3: and, and What and, are uh, the odds? Yeah, and he died of a heroin overdose, and uh-huh. then he was revived when somebody threw a plate of macaroni and cheese at his face, <laughs> and that's all that he needed, just to pop up. Cause the Give him a little kept. sustenance. That was it. He jumped up and he said, Wow, I need a rail and he just did a
1: fat rail on a counter <laughs> and then he was good. He just wow.
3: skirted off in his underwear into the sunset. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah it was amazing.
1: It's a little known fact.
3: Yeah. Crazy. Jim Morrison is my answer. Okay,
1: so Jim Morrison yeah. too. LJ says Jim Morrison. Dolly, what do you say?
2: Um I'm going to go with Jim Morrison. Why is there like a little asterisk? I don't know. I I don't know why that's
1: there. That's why I said it. That doesn't mean that it's the answer.
2: (laughs) Okay. Because I was going to go with Janis Joplin, but I was trying to think of the the (coughs) timeline. Okay. Jim Morrison was initially what popped in my head. I'm going to go with Jimi Hendrix. A, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Okay.
0: I just have it in my head that Jimi Hendrix got drunk and choked on his puke. That's what I w- was told oh. back in the day, so that's why I'm going Jim here. Okay, I'm going. To see I don't know Janice shit about Joplin. Janice Joplin. This is
3: the end.
0: So now you're going Jen. What?
2: I'm jumping ship and going <laughs> with <me laughs> my own. Don't let me, change your, yeah. don't
0: let just me change your mind. Based on
2: that bit of information that I've just received. Don't let me change your mind. Regardless, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. share with my sister Selena who died on her birthday, which is tomorrow. So, happy oh birthday, no. Selena. Love you. Cause she listens.
0: Hey! Janice Joplin? It was. You were right. Oh, The second time on their second guest, yep. she was right. Yep, yep, Janice Joplin found dead
1: at the I Landmark Hotel LJ. in wow. L.A. after heroin overdose. Uh, her tour manager, John Cook, goes looking for her. She doesn't turn up for a recording session. It was unusu- unusual. So um, the, the singer, of course, battled heroin addiction throughout her career, uh, seemed to have it beat but while recording her Pearl album, she started taking it again in small doses to get her oh. through the sessions. Oh. The recordings went well and, and were nearly finished when her musicians, the on the on they were called the Full Tilt Boogie Band, put down tracks for the last song, Buried Alive in the Blues. Janis Joplin, she liked what she heard, planned to do her vocal the next day. Around 11 p.m. that night, though, she and the band grabbed some food, a few drinks at Barney's Beanery, and an hour or so later head to the hotel where they're staying. I love Barney's Beanery. Uh, yeah, it's still, it's still there. It's still there. The time of death is estimated around 1:40 a.m. She died supposedly because the heroin she got Shit. from that night was from a local dealer was nearly pure. About ten times stronger than what she was used to, Jeez. and and
2: Jim Morrison didn't die from a heroin overdose. Jimi
1: Hendrix died of an overdose less than a month later. He did choke on his own vomit, but it wasn't from alcohol. Oh, okay. July nineteen seventy one. Jim Morrison meets a similar fate. It was, uh, I think, Jim Morrison's was, he was alcohol.
2: It was out. Yeah, I read the. the he book. was the one the that one here gets out of li- gets out died alive. from alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. and like vomit and stuff yeah. too.
1: I think uh, all three were twenty seven when they died. And they left Buried Alive in the Blues, an instrumental on the album. And then Mercedes Benz was a song that Janice Joplin recorded on a lark her last night alive. Oh, oh. And it's it was included on that album, Acapella. Um, so crazy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, here's another Ooh, b- a double. double trivia for you guys. Hi-oh. In 2006, <laughs> on this day, October 4th, this artist's tour, opening performance at the Philadelphia's Wachovia Center, is the highest single event gross in the 10 year history of that arena in Philadelphia. Whoa. The show grosses get this 5.265 million from one show oh my from 16,000 attendants. Was it A. Elton John, B. Billy Joel, or C. Barbra Streisand? A. Hey, um, Elton John. Okay.
3: No, it definitely wasn't a coked out David Crosby. So.
1: <laughs> I don't think he could pull no. that kind of crowd. <laughs> that I can't. I think say. he was opening up for Gallagher during that time. Elton John numbers, dude. Elton, uh, Elton John. I mean, uh, all of these artists can pull these numbers. Sure, you
3: know, sure. You know, it might seem like I'm copying you, but I actually agree wholeheartedly with your logic. You're
1: um, going with Elton John got, too. I,
3: I have to because he's right. You're right. That's his his numbers, especially like during those times.
1: All right, he, he was just pulling
3: in. What?
1: Barbara Streisand oh is the God. answer, though. Unfortunately, wow. Barbara Streisand's tour opening performance at Philadelphia's Wachovia Center is the highest single event gross in the ten-year history. Dare of you steer me wrong? Holy shit! <laughs> Streisand is five point two six five million from sixteen thousand attendees. Okay. Well, it's a rare condition, this day and age, to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition, and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. All right, movie TV entertainment news this week. Check it out. Looks like it's happening. Uh, Clerks 3. Kevin Smith announcing it uh, with the original cast. There's the guys. uh, They're all going to be there. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob, of course, returning, as well as uh, the other two guys that were in the original cast. Clerks Brian O'Halloran uh, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, it's not right here on this press release. You know what? I don't think Jeff they should Anderson. Do it. Jeff Anderson.
3: I don't think they should do it. I didn't think they should do it with Clerks two. Yeah.
0: yeah, Clerks two wasn't very strong. This is America. How is there <laughs> all of those Ernest goes to camp shits? And we only got three clerks. <laughs> hey, that's a good point though. What I, is this about? We got we are trying to consume as much as possible.
2: <laughs> as, this is, that's
0: that's how we do it in America. We as, consume like, as Fast much good Furious? shit as possible. <laughs> Fast we should F- be a uh, Clerk Seven Clerk Seven minimum.
1: <laughs> I agree we should have better franchises though. I'd rather Let's much go, rather exactly. have a clerk's franchise than Fast and the Furious franchise. Come to on, be honest, man. you know. Uh, anyway, let's move on to some more movie TV entertainment news. Corey Taylor's horror document documentary oh. is coming out in November. This one actually sounds kind of interesting. It's, uh, it's for fans of 80s horror films. In the documentary, he's joined by 80s icons, including John Carpenter wow. and, and 45 other contributors as he guides you through a complete retrospective documentary of a bunch of different movies. It's available to buy for one month one month only. It's called In Search of Darkness.
3: Oh, well, no, that's not cool. Why is it
1: available in November? I want it to be available in October. It features content from Taylor's personal collection and will include year-by-year segments from 1980 to 89. An added feature includes your name in the credits if you pre-order online. No. That's what it says. Oh, wow. But I yeah, mean, that's a good pretty point. cool. Don't but... you want it in the month of October, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that have been a smarter thing? Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. I'm actually looking forward to watching that. That's coming out in November. Yeah, um, So check that out. Uh, all right, look at this. Eddie Murphy, uh, supposedly in a new interview, he reveals that he's horrified by some of his old stand-up, he said. Uh, Eddie Murphy is unafraid of cancel culture, but he would like to hit delete on some of his older material, according to this interview uh, with the New York Times. He admitted that in the profile uh, that his 1987 stand-up special, Raw, was tough to watch now. He said, quote, I was a young guy processing a broken heart, you know, kind of an asshole. Murphy's early work featured offensive racial, gender, homosexual stereotypes, and included jokes that mocked the AIDS epidemic. He apologized for his AIDS joke in 1996, saying, quote, you know, I don't need to do all that. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's just basically kind of saying that that all that shit was bad. And uh, he's grown up from it. Yeah. He says now that he can be seen in the new one, Dolomite is my name on Netflix October 4th. And he's proud of it. He said, quote, I didn't just want to pop back up. I wanted a funny movie to remind them that they liked me. This movie turned out so strong that I figured this is a great way to come back. And he's also going to be on Saturday Night Live October 25th. Oh, wow. I thought that was going to be on December 25th um, on Christmas episode. But it says October 25th. And much to the fans' delight, he's working on a sequel to the 1988
0: mega hit "Coming to America." That's supposedly going to be. Yeah, Let been your soul on for sure. I saw them cast a few people for that. They have that. That's this. That's tomorrow, October fourth. So uh, Dolomites out on Netflix. Tomorrow. Is is you that know,
1: already? Well, that's uh, today. By the time people are hearing uh, yeah. it, that's Friday, right?
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: You know, on it yeah. honestly, uh, you know, he's. I mean, he made some pretty cheesy movies, but he's probably single-handedly in some of like my my most favorite movies oh yeah definitely and com- coming to America the especially Golden coming Child, to America uh, trading places uh, like I, I fucking adore those I mean they're so like a in, like an integral part of my childhood yeah, yeah. Like, that
0: was huge and just to keep the streak alive I'll mention uh, Vamp- Vampire in Brooklyn two, uh, weeks in <laughs> a, two weeks in a row what about Boomerang Vampire
1: to Bro- <laughs> Boomerang <laughs> too yeah. with uh, Steve Ooh. Martin that yeah keep it together keep it together keep it together <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 all right, so some world news as we finish up the episode tonight. Uh, London, did you guys hear about this Banksy oh, yeah. uh, thing? That w- It was a, a big, shop. Big checks. It was a pop-up shop wow. uh, that he did uh, that was called, what did he call it? Uh, it was called Gross Domestic Product, and it was basically exhibits shown behind a large glass window under a shop sign it looked like you could go in there but you couldn't it featured stuff like tony the tiger like as a uh, a rug oh yeah look a, at that a bunch there's like on the left you can see these little lego characters and it's like a migrant family getting put in ba- the back of an ice van and uh there's like some uh pictures on the wall but it's like a dude of throwing a molotov cocktail uh thing and like some pictures of Uh, the bombs going off and stuff. Oh, that's amazing. It's meant to be like kind of a, you know how Banksy does his stuff, you know? Yeah, it's a social metaphor. Social commentary. Uh, So what the deal was, though, he'd been prompted to open up a shop. He's going to sell this stuff. As to way, get around a copyright law after a greeting card company launched a legal bid to use his name to sell fake merchandise. He said, quote, I think they're banking on the idea that I won't show up in court to defend myself. He said that the proceeds would go toward buying a new migrant rescue boat to replace the one confiscated by Italy. Oh, that's cool. So he's, he's doing some, you know, pretty creative, like, uh, what do you call it, like vigilante e- economy type stuff, and I, I think that's really cool. Oh, know, yeah. So. Good for him, you know. Uh, but not good for Placido Domingo, as he has resigned as the L.A. opera director amid sexual harassment claims. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, yep. uh, apparently a lot of uh, uh, eight singers and a dancer Jeez. now are charging this 78-year-old Placido Domingo, had pressured women into sexual relationships over several decades, and right. punished some professionally when they rebuffed him. So, uh,
3: kind of crazy. Wait, he's 78 years old? Yeah, he was kind of part of that time. Yeah. In that horrible,
1: horrible time and when... And all this stuff's starting to come out now, so they feel like they need to speak up, so I don't know. It's hard to tell what's, you know, people cashing in or or not these days, but hopefully they sort that out. I'm sure they will through court. Yeah. Um, uh, Unfortunate, another story around the world. Seven killed in a Connecticut crash of a World War II plane. Apparently, this plane crashed into a maintenance building as the pilot circled back for a landing after struggling to get the plane into the air. The vintage plane was used to take history and aircraft enthusiasts on short flights uh, in Connecticut. So, crazy, right? Wow, that is nuts. So, just a heads up for people Whoa. that like to do that kind of shit, you know? Don't do it. There's don't. a certain, I don't know, there's a certain group of people out there they are like, yeah, let's get on some vintage aircraft. And yeah. See, son, this is what the Wright brothers used. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they don't use that shit anymore for a reason because it catches fire and it's not able to keep 10 people up in the air, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yowza. I mean, it would be really fun is to get on a
3: 1920-style Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. do you <laughs> Remember the one on that,
1: that uh, had that flaming disaster, the <laughs> yeah. Hindenburg? Let's get on one of those for old times' sakes. That's no, eight. let's not, you know. Anyway, uh, more world news as AccuWeather predicting October is going to have a huge widespread frost problem. Wow. They're saying that it's going to be a significant change in the weather pattern and it'll be taking hold in the northeast of the United States soon. Is this is this a publicity stunt for the new Game of Thrones offshoots? <laughs> <laughs> let's hope not. No.
3: Is that what this is? Let's, weather?
1: Let's hope not because there's also some stormy weather in Montana and they're saying sure. a seasonally historic snowfall has just hit Montana just days after the start of the fall season and it's they're getting already historic snow there. Yeah. So this is definitely in line with that previous story. Which is crazy, man. Be safe out there, our listeners in the Northeast. It looks like a rough winter uh, ahead for you guys. Yeah,
0: that also means floods later on too. Oh yeah, yeah big all time. that
1: all that huge snowfall. We we experienced that out here in California as well, and uh, man, it's it's brutal. So be safe. Uh, Spanish Stonehenge uncovered. Check this oh, out. That's crazy. They're saying that more than 100 large rocks were placed in a plane more than 7,000 years ago, and were visible until 1963. When the plain was flooded to serve as a reservoir, well, now it reappeared after a drought lowered the water level in the dam, and it's been seen for the first time in over 60 years. So. Wow,
3: that's nuts. Pretty a crazy. Spanish Stonehenge. That's right.
1: That's crazy. Uh, all right, check it out. Zantac, you guys shouldn't take it for your heartburn because it, it is being recalled. Oh, yeah. They're I saying, take it. They're saying that the active ingredient is and contaminant called ran ranitidine. It's the active ingredient, and apparently it's linked to cancer. So oh wow! Don't take that Zantac shit.
3: Oh, uh, uh, that's also um. You can also get uh that ranitidine or whatever. You can get that like at
1: Walmart and Costco. Well, don't it's get not it. Called Zantac. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't look for that uh, ingredient and don't get it because. Anything, the knockoffs, I'm sure, have it in there as well. Uh, don't do not do it. Instead, get some cannabis, because a lot of cannabis stores and cafes are now opening in California. Yeah. As we uh, experience legalization here, we've had one here in Merced. We've had one in Atwater. We've had um, now a bunch of them, and this one's getting attention because it's uh, funded by Chris Rock, DJ Mark Ronson, and Miley Cyrus. Wow. It's called Lowell Farms, and it opened in West Hollywood last week. It's the first cannabis cafe in America, they say, in West Hollywood. Oh, wow. So customers can partake of all the stuff in there. You can smoke actually inside the the cafe. And uh, you can have THC-infused drinks over a cup of coffee or tea with friends, edibles. But, interesting part, you can't have alcoholic drinks.
3: Oh, that's... that's-
1: of cool by California state law That's cool. alcohol drinks are not allowed to be sold or consumed at the same time interesting right yeah
3: I actually kind of like that
1: I, I like it as well but it's also an interesting part of the law that it's uh, it's not like a bar like where you know a bar an existing bar can just all of a sudden start serving cannabis yeah I think they did that on purpose to kind of discourage because imagine right if you could just go into a bar now and they got joints there where you could just light up light up yeah. at a bar? Yeah. That's like, that's like a recipe com- for disaster, yeah, you'd right? Get completely fucked up. You would yeah. just be getting
0: fucking shit faced oh, the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. So I think That's it's kind of good how they're There's separating a bar, it. bar, just everybody's drunk and high as shit. But
1: eventually, wow. you could go one down the street, right? You go down to that place, you smoke, you come to the bar, you have a drink. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, I'm it's sure. Not, what, yeah,
3: it's not going to stop people from getting totally messed but up. But still, at least
1: they're not doing it in the same place. Uh, Sports Minute this week. Green Day uh, songs going to be featured during the NHL games. They signed a two-year contract with the NHL, and they're going to be uh, featuring uh, new songs. During broadcasts of games throughout the season, huh. so their uh, their new album coming out in February is going to be featuring songs from Green Day played throughout this NHL NHL season. So there you go. Wow, they're also going to do some live performances coming up uh, next year. Apparently, they're going to be playing at the um, some kind of uh, event or something like that next year. Um, they're so they're, al-
3: they're also going to be playing with. Uh... They're also gonna be playing with the Weezer right when they're gonna have VIP tickets that are like not really oh, worth. Yeah, <laughs> what we were you talking for? about.
1: Yeah, they're like five hundred dollar VIP passes that d- get you nothing. Yeah, basically you get, like, a chewed piece of Billy Joe's gum <laughs> and a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hear this about this helmet-to-helmet hit suspension? Oh yeah, L.J. Yes. Uh, the Raiders. perfect uh, is that his last name? Vatan, yep. von Taze Burfecht? So he's going without pay
0: for yeah. the rest of the season. Vontez Perfect. So that twelve-game suspension, wildest suspension ever. Uh, That's the longest suspension, right? It uh, has to be. I, I, I mean, maybe some guys have gotten suspended for a whole e- year for like uh, drugs or something. I don't know.
1: But this has got to be one for like an actual but hit on far the field. As far
0: as new rules, like this is the most uh, egregious, and then also the most uh, intense uh, sentence. What do you think? Do you uh, think it's fair? I, I, as a football player, ex-football player, I can't, I can't imagine. Someone being mad at me for hitting somebody that was about to get an extra yard. That's the name of the game. Right. I, I can't look at that play and say, he shouldn't have done that. Did you watch it? Is oh, yeah. It? yeah. I watched it over and over and over again from many angles. and I just don't understand. I mean, you, you put someone else in that position, they probably get like a 15-yard penalty maybe, and that's it. But because of his history, he's done it so many times where he has like just like mauled people. They put that on him. But, you know, that... That one right? It's like, well, you got to let him play football. Make it be, it's, And I'm hoping he's gonna appeal. He does appeal. He has. A, I'm looking at it up here. He has a an appeal on next Tuesday. Oh wow. Okay. And so maybe they'll get it back from 12 to eight games or four games. So this, all right. But it's just a wild.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. gonna be first to some of those major things like that.
0: Yeah. It's a brutal sport. Yeah. It's it's people got to learn the rules, and he's you know one of the most egregious rule breakers for sure.
1: Yep. Um, all right. In baseball, Tampa Bay Rays unfortunately beating uh, the Oakland A's. Uh man, just Oakland A's always seem to get to the playoffs <laughs> lately, and they yeah. just can't fucking finish it. Yeah, but they're a scrappy team, man. They're a good scrappy team. Uh, and when the Oakland A's get a win and they're on a streak, it's a good thing for them. I think they're like kind of bad news bears. Of, oh yeah, of the major league they got hardly yeah. any money. That's a lot a of these comparison. other, lo- a lot of these other teams got a ton of money blowing it uh, left and right, and Oakland A's are making the playoffs with literally. I think they have the lowest pay in the entire major league. Baseball, oh league. wow, the, one of them. You know they're, they're they're at the bottom, but they make you know make things happen. So good for them, but unfortunately, their playoff run has ended. Uh, California, what'd you hear about this, LJ? Uh, the NCAA rules are up for a change in California as Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a new legislation deal, making it the first U.S. state to give them potentially lucrative opportunity to profit from brand sponsorships. And endorsement
0: deals. Yeah. So when you become an NC two A athlete, whether, whether whether it's a junior college or, or a Division one college, you sign uh, a paper, little green paper that says that you will not make money off of your name or likeness. Right. And NC two A has c- complete control over that. And so this bill doesn't say that the teams that are making millions of dollars from uh, you know TV networks. Have to give their a cut to the players, but this just lets the players go sell a jersey or you know yeah do their go side side of, sign them. some things. Why yeah. not?
1: Yeah. yeah, what's the problem with that?
0: But the, so the, the, now the rub is that the, those schools that in California like USC, UCLA, whatever are under those are under those laws in the California but they're still part of the N C two A national and, thing. Which have a guideline that says you're not gonna do that. It's so, almost
1: like the way it was with weed for a bad yeah, comparison yeah, in a way. Exactly. But yeah. like how is the national thing it's federally illegal, yeah.
0: right? But state you can grow. So this applies pressure and it lets it, it now it has to be litigated and things have to come to a hedge where okay the N C two A is gonna have to give something somewhere and allow for these players to make money out of this billion dollar franchise that they're a part of that they're not getting paid for it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. it's horrible and good for them you know Right on. And, yeah.
1: he, and he made the uh, announcement during the appearance on HBO program The Shop with yeah. uh, LeBron James R-Bron. and and more. So good for him. Dope. The measure can make California colleges more attractive, obviously. Oh, for sure. Everybody's going to want to play in California oh, you now. Want the, you oh, yeah. want to be the number one in, in the nation? <laughs> and get your own side deal at
0: yeah. the same time. Yeah, right? Come to Cal State Fullerton. You want to be the best in the nation? Come to Cal State oh, Yeah.
3: Uh, Stanford, Davis. any of that. Uh, yeah, so right? UC Davis. Yeah, we... The best of the best are going <laughs> to be over here.
0: Come get paid at Cal yeah. Berkeley for sure. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Come That's on to
3: California. Come on to California, you got all these dumbasses that are like, I'm moving out of here cause oh. I hate California. Oh, it's top like, ranked in the nation.
1: Come play You see Irvine. We got you. Over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Check it out on Conspiracy Corner this week. Look at this lady. I didn't get a very good picture here. <laughs> I, I, uh, but she, that is a copper infused sleeping bag. Oh, wow. That apparently it's a. It's it's wrapped in copper, and this old lady says she is allergic to Wi-Fi. Oh my God. She's from England. She's uh, 70 years old. Yeah. She says the exposure to Wi-Fi leaves her feeling weak, short of breath, and creates a pins and needles feeling in her face. Yeah, uh, she says to protect herself, she sleeps in a 492 dollar copper sleeping bag. And she's worried about five G rolling out; that it could really damage your health. Oh boy! She self-diagnosed herself. That was the first key there for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. With EMS, sem- uh, EMF sensitivity six years ago, and says she felt better ten minutes after oh, turning yeah. the Wi-Fi and the cordless landline phones inside her home. You what, know, do, you, what do you think of this stuff? I you that know what is what
3: insane. It, 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 she doesn't <laughs> need to do it. Like I've heard of this before, and it's and it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. And there's one pure cure for it. It's just as easy as taking one simple drink of crow's milk. that's
1: oh, And that's, that's all right. you need to do. That's right. You know, I have heard that if you drink crow's milk, uh, whenever you're feeling any kind of Wi-Fi sensitivity, mm-hmm. it gives you the power to just kind of power through it. Yeah. And it builds a barrier and a shield. Yeah. Shields your body, literally. It really gives you that I don't give a fuck attitude. That's right. That yeah. I don't give a fuck mentality gives you that crow's chest you can puff up, yep. walk straight up into traffic, pick up something off the ground just like those crows you see when you're driving around and the crow's in the middle of the road and you're driving you're like why the fuck won't this crow get out of the road I'm about to hit it right and he just like skips right to the left of your tire like he doesn't even care that you're driving right by him because he doesn't because he's jacked up on crow's (laughs) milk exactly and that's what this woman needs is some crow's milk in her (laughs) life that's all she needs we need to send it to her we need to send it to her yeah all the way in England in a copper copper
0: sleeping bag we 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 need to send it to her I wonder if she has a phone though she has a cell phone (laughs)
1: she can't have a cell phone on crow's milk you you can have a cell phone that'd be the ultimate like hypocrisy right you think she has an email account she's got like an apple iWatch on it she's saying all this shit Yeah. (laughs) oh hey charles what's up oh hey chris hey slugger you look
3: down what's wrong i don't know chris things just haven't been going well for me My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy.
1: I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah, you're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy.
3: It's like a drink in a way. But in a way, it's
1: not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals, like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something, like, science-y for you. Yeah, I can
3: feel the charge right now. It really
1: gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, mean, like, like deep 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 down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think 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 about 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 it. it. Like war lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. Uh, look at this, dude. This is ridiculous. ATM fees have reached a record high average of $4.72 per withdrawal. It's up over six point five percent over the past three years, man. Thirty nine percent. I'm still
3: so over pissed about that. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I you know Charles. Charles
1: got to leave. He is upset about that, but he's got to go and take care of his kids. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, Look at this absolutely. creepy photo of uh, Ronald McDonald ad in, oh, in Japan. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charles. See you, man. See you guys later. Uh, all right, we're checking it out here, LJ. Describe what we're looking at,
0: LJ. We're looking at uh, <laughs> a man with. Okay, first that of all. That is Ronald McDonald, a muscular Ronald McDonald. Let me get started by it. There is a type of uh, writing that I don't know. It's a language, of, uh, maybe perhaps Asian of uh, some sort. But then there's fries. It's and Japan. On those fries. It's Japanese. Okay, shout out to Japan. On those fries <laughs> is a very uh, slender, in uh, shaped man with the face of Ronald McDonald. And his G <laughs> string that he's wearing, which is red, is slightly hanging down. And what should be the pubes are the fries. (laughs)
1: That's a great way of putting it. (laughs) Oh,
0: That's so funny, man. It's like so fucking weird. Ronald McDonald with a sexy body with fry pubes. Yeah,
1: and a lot of people, it went viral on Twitter going, people writing, yo, McDonald's, what are y'all doing in Japan? Uh, The thing is, nobody's sure if it's a real advertisement or not, and many say it closely resembles art by Brooklyn-based artist Wizard Skull. So it could be like some viral art that maybe... It's not actual advertisement, yeah. and we're sitting here talking about it like <laughs> it is. But if it is, either way, it's fucking funny and weird. Yeah, uh, Japan, chill. Speaking of funny and weird, a woman set a new world record, uh, LJ, eating 50 slices of pumpkin pie in 10 minutes. That
0: is horrifying. <laughs> and
1: all she got was $1,000. No. She won the contest, got $1,000, and she got an additional $500 because apparently two years ago... She set the record for forty-eight slices, and she beat her own record this year. <laughs> so she got an additional
0: five hundred bucks for that. Where are they holding this contest?
1: Uh, we're in New York State. New York State. Uh, I f- mean, f- fifty slices of pumpkin pie in ten minutes. Your body's just wrecked after that. Look at her though; she looks super skinny. Yeah, she looks like she runs
0: like five miles a year. Yeah, like or one of those marathon
1: sorry. people. And <laughs> yeah. then she just like, I only eat one day a year. Fifty slices of pumpkin pie. Yeah. That's like all she needs. (laughs) That sustains her for the rest of the year. Good grief. Speaking of another crazy uh, world record, uh, a a flaming hula hoop Mm -mm. person, a performer at the Ohio Renaissance Festival. It wasn't even like a major festival. She broke a Guinness World Record. She spun five flaming hula hoops around her body at the same time that had a total of 20 blazing torch heads. So there must have been four torches on each hula hoop. Isn't that crazy? That's
0: insane. The festival
1: said the evidence required by Guinness was gathered at the event as being submitted for review. Look at this crazy tire, dude. What the fuck do you think this is? The cops pulled this car over because police in the UK uh, saw this driver that was covered in alien-like bubbles. It looks like it has, like, alien eggs growing on the side of this uh,
0: tire. Like a cartoon like Barney Rebel tire. They
1: say that the driver went to a nearby garage to get a new tire, and they hope they saved the person from what could have been a costly repair or worse. But it just looks weird. That's like, That's disgusting. not right. That looks like some ghetto, maybe some uh, bootleg tire that he got, right? Yeah, that is disgusting. Whatever it is, I don't like seeing it at all. <laughs> Speaking of that, look at these weirdo guys that are chewing on a rubber ball now. It's a new trend. Apparently... Um, People, men, are demonstrating uh, their ignorance by chewing on rubber balls in an effort to tone their jawlines. It's a U.S.-based company called Jawline Me, and it promises customers will get a chiseled jawline if they chew on their ball 10 minutes a day for three months. That's pathetic. <laughs> what? That is pathetic. A dentist warns a device could actually end up cracking or breaking your teeth. Not alone from that, other than you look like a total fucking weirdo, like a dominatrix. Dude, what? Or yeah,
0: fucking what is, is going on with those dudes? <laughs> chew some gum. What is wrong with those guys? Have some denting, please.
1: Oh, my God. All right. Speaking that's, of that's questionable gross. people, look at this. San Francisco, look at those boulders on the sidewalk, LJ. They just put those boulders there. Uh, to get the, the homeless from camping on the sidewalk. So they put these huge boulders there on the street, right? Yeah. Well, now San Francisco has made them remove them in an effort uh, to, uh, I guess, the city council, like, said, this is inhumane and we can't put these boulders up here. And uh, The thing was is that the people in this neighborhood, in Mission Dolores, they said that they were, uh, the the people said that these boulders were too small and they were a safety concern because they kept being pushed into the street. In fact, the city said they'd work with residents, though, to come up with a more permanent solution that could invoke using larger boulders. The San Francisco Coalition on the Homeless had a different take, saying, quote, they should remove all the anti-homeless signs and and hostile architecture from the rest of the city while they're at it, Uh, which is kind of, you know, extreme take on it, but... That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that's... I mean... But what do we... Okay, so looking at that sidewalk, people are pitching tents, they're sleeping. Yeah. What do you think would be a good solution for it? Uh, I mean, we, we, we're we obviously not going to come up with it here, but just I, off the top of your head. I can't solve homelessness, but
0: aside from compassion... Solve it, LJ. They're, they're right here, right <laughs> now, we're going to solve it. We're going to solve it you. right now. Aside from compassion, there needs to be a thought-out plan as to what's causing it and how to, how to you know... Uh, very good point. Well, the situation It's
1: almost like they're just trying to put a band-aid on a bleeding fucking yeah. cut, right? I mean,
0: these people have mental health issues. You, you can't just house them. They don't want to be housed. They don't want to live the way uh, everyone's living. They're they're not mentally there. They're not uh, physically there. It's, it's there's so many things that are going on with those people. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be reaching out and giving them a place to stay. Yep. People sleeping on the streets is just not necessary in this nation. It's just not. I know it's crazy. Uh,
1: hopefully they can figure it out because that's a that's a tough that's a tough one. It's huge, yeah. I'm, I We're mean, not going to solve it here.
0: Kudos to the residents. I mean, I hope you guys uh, figure something out. Though.
1: Yeah, but that's <laughs> it for us tonight, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show, or used by TGRS with permission, and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.